0: back to the Science of the Southland podcast, presented by From the Rumble Seat. After two weeks off, we are back, we are refreshed, and we are ready to talk about some more sports on the flats. As always, I'm joined by Jay Grant out there in Chicago, Ethan Kreger in Greensboro, and Cade Lawson in Mississippi. How is everyone doing tonight? Uh, decent? Wow, very, very effusive. Enthusiastic.
1: Know, it's good to be home. It's good to not be taking finals. Finals were, you know, I don't have to tell people out there about Georgia Tech finals. They know. They know. I would hope they do. True. Anyways, what's up, Akshay?
0: Well, not much. Same. Not uh not taking finals, so that's always fun. Um Good to be back, but you know, there's still stuff going on on the flats, so uh, let's jump right into it with the fastest five minutes on the flats. Uh, Jake, I don't have the audio for you this time, uh, so you're just gonna have to imagine uh, the uh, Monday night countdown music in your head. My but, uh, god,
1: that's not my music, anyways. That boom. was a terrible reference.
0: I'm here for it. Unfortunately, let's get to it. You are all right. Are you ready? Yep. It's set. Go.
1: All right. I'm doing this off the top of my head, guys. So uh, since we last chatted, uh, there was two volleyball games. Uh, one was good. One was bad. Actually, the first one was almost a disaster. But uh, Georgia Tech fought back. Um, really, really inspiring performance going down 2-0. Um, one of those was pretty tough loss. But uh, then they ca- crawled back. Probably the best uh, game on the flats besides of course the UGA game uh, beating the dogs at home nothing beats that but uh but you know the next night they turned around and were eliminated by the College of Charleston in a three to one match I believe off the top of my head Uh, but uh, it wasn't nearly as close as the night before Um, probably should have could have been a win if a couple of plays had gone our way but uh, I don't know we're a young team we're still pretty inexperienced I think it was a good building year especially compared to going 13-18 last year, 2017. But, uh, you know, they got back to the postseason first time in nine years. Can't complain about that. All right, and then we had uh, women's basketball. Uh, Any thoughts on women's basketball, guys? I've only been to one game so far.
0: I haven't been to any, I don't think.
2: They've
1: never been they they
3: should have. I haven't been to any either, but they haven't looked great. The loss at Houston
1: was less than ideal. But yeah. Houston's, Houston's been getting votes, though, so it's not like they're a nobody team. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Did they They've get been blown out
0: to- by Maryland? Number seven Maryland, ten or fifteen point loss, I think. That's uh, not. It, it, was,
1: it was pretty close. They they dug themselves in a pretty deep hole against Maryland, but uh, but uh, they did knock off a vastly overrated number fourteen UGA team. Uh, but I mean, I'll take a win against the dogs any day of the week, and twice on Sunday. Uh, but we only got one on Sunday because there was only one game ah, I'm funny uh, Chan and Scott's been looking good off the bench and both of the uh, Elizabeths have been solid point scorers I believe one of them was just named uh, freshman of the week the. Got... yeah I think so oh. we got Balogun and Dixon it's kind of hard to keep track sometimes sorry girls but, uh... but yeah no um, we won twice last mm. week um, so that's good and
0: then uh, we play,
1: you know who we play next? I honestly
0: couldn't tell. We're you. in the Palm Beach Invitational it. this weekend? I think. That's what it was. It's Dayton
1: and somebody else.
0: This yeah, play. something like that.
1: Seton Hall. Seton Hall and Dayton. So uh, them and uh, Swimming are both going to be down in uh, Florida. Swimming's on their training trip right now. Um, so that's good. They'll get in some good workouts. But then they have an invite at florida atlantic this week so uh a lot of yellow jackets in florida but um what was i going to say oh yeah swimming we had a couple races up in greensboro for usa nationals and that went pretty well um nothing too crazy but the biggest story of swimming since we uh since we left was uh kyle pampudis going to hangzhou china for short course worlds and uh, he kind of tore it up out there did uh pretty all right in his breaststroke uh got 14th i want to say and then got two top eight finishes in the im events so he got eighth in the 100 im and fifth in the 200 im with the seventh fastest recorded time in the world so far this year so uh congrats to him he's really just had a tremendous year i can't say enough good things about that he hasn't lost an acc or uh NCAA race this year uh, in a Georgia Tech cap, so that's fun. Um, and like I said, they'll be back in action tomorrow. Well, I guess this comes out on Thursday or Friday. So they're they're swimming Thursday in uh, FAU. So uh, against uh, got about a minute left here. Lane and friends, and then the last thing on the list is baseball, uh, who is ranked 17th in the preseason top 40. I don't I don't know where they got 40 from, but. Uh, I know you guys definitely have some thoughts about baseball so uh fire away uh
0: this team doesn't use analytics and that bothers me considering that we're the number one uh ie school in the nation if not the world uh so that's my piece
3: wow i think we're overrated at number 17 oh sorry jake
0: go ahead
1: yeah i gonna say that has so much to do with that ranking but uh clearly, clearly hey you yeah. said thoughts about baseball 15 seconds here folks All right, Ethan, you think we're overrated? I think
3: we're overrated, too. I think we're overrated, but I also think that if we're going to put it together, it's going to happen this year because after this year, Xavier Curry will be a junior. Connor Thomas will be a junior. Our two best pitching arms will likely be drafted and turn pro. Some of our best bats will leave. Chase Murray, Kyle McCann. So if it's going to happen, I think, in the short-term future, it's going to have to happen this year.
0: All right, that's about time. But Good stuff. Yeah. Yep. I, baseball is a tough one because I love going to those games and I love watching this team, but I'm still super bothered by the fact that we really, it seems like we don't use analytics in that clubhouse. And With yep. the way that numbers have helped numerous MLB teams and even UNC um, in the ACC become a powerhouse, like I, don't, I don't see why not. You got the data, you got to use it.
3: Yeah, I know several kids who have applied to be analytics assistants at UNC, and it's a serious process to even make their analytics team. And once you get on it, it's a lot of work that they put in for that baseball team there. So it's not really a level playing field. If you gave UNC and Georgia Tech the same team, UNC would win more than five times out of ten.
0: I mean, I think UNC went into the tourney as a, maybe a national seed. They were
3: a national seed. They got to the College World Series. They uh, beat Stetson in a Super Regional.
0: Yeah. So, there you go. That kind of, I mean, Danny Hall is one of the best recruiters in the nation, but this is a, I would not hesitate to say this is a contract year for him.
1: Yep. Yep, I think it needs to happen this year. I mean, if we're talking about contract years, uh, that, that loss to Gardner-Webb on Monday sure put another one of our uh, revenue coaches.
0: Oh, boo. You're stealing oh, my not, not segue lying. here. It's a pretty good one, though. It was a good one. It was a good one. But you're stealing my segue.
1: It is next on the list, so we got to talk about it, even though it's painful.
0: Oh, boy. So, basketball. Uh, three games, I think, happened since the last time we chatted. Northwestern. Uh, Florida AM and Gardner Webb.
3: I think St. Uh, John's, too.
0: And St. John's. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, so we one went three in three. Yeah, one and three. That's, uh, that's not yeah, good. Not good. Uh, <laughs> not we good didn't start out well in all of those games. Um, St. John's, we
3: started out all right.
0: Yeah, it's just, I think Northwestern, it took a 28 point comeback in the second half, and we still lost by. Free six. throws, yeah, yeah, six on free throws. Gardner Webb was a disaster, cover to cover, um, and Florida A and M was, I mean, beat the opponents the... you're supposed to. Yeah. St. John's, I think, was very competitive, but yeah, it... we were
3: ahead for most of that game.
0: Yeah, like, we, we actually
3: just had the lead in the second half and gave it away.
0: Yeah. So Northwestern St. John's kind of a tale of two. Two sides of the coin, if you will. But yeah, what do y'all think about this lat, these last four games?
2: I forgot to watch all of them um, because I've become disillusioned. And so it's not even fun to watch them. But I forgot to watch all of those. So I'll start watching them more closely in the future.
0: Stunning uh, admission I, of honesty.
1: I was riding high in that St. John's game. I was like, oh, we're going to get the win. And then I walk away from my computer, probably go like, I can't remember what I was doing. But I left my computer, and I come back, and we had lost. So that's fun.
3: Yeah, I think
1: that St. John's game going in,
3: you looked at the rest of the non-conference schedule, and the only quality opponents you saw left were Arkansas and Georgia. And Georgia really is not very good this year, so beating them at home doesn't even count as a quality win. So you start looking at the schedule and you think that if this team is going to have a chance of doing anything, they need to beat St. John's on a neutral court to get a quality non-con win. And,
0: and so nope.
3: they nearly did. I walked away from that game even after the loss thinking that this was a pretty good team, and at some point here in the not-too-distant future, it was going to put 40 minutes together and beat somebody good. And then Gardner-Webb happened. And now they've got a large hole to dig out of if they want to play in the postseason. But even in the short term, they've got a lot of issues on defense that need to be cleaned up. Inside, outside, Gardner-Webb beat them both places. James Banks was a revelation on offense in that Gardner-Webb game. He put it together quite well. I'm not sure exactly how many points he had, but he was in double figures and up near 20 maybe. And even I thought it
1: was near 22. 10 rebounds.
3: 22, yeah. And he was near 10 rebounds for a double-double as well. So he was good but a lot of areas were not and defense was not which is a not very pleasant surprise
0: yeah they just i don't know they just did not play they, they just can't start well out of the gate in any of these in any of these games i guess the saint john's is the game is the exception not the rule but every time i i turn on espn uh, and watch georgia tech play basketball it's just they struggled to hit easy shots going right into the game. And it's, it's frustrating to watch.
3: Inexcusable, and it falls on the coaches to have the players ready to play from the opening whistle.
0: I think it's something that we've said every time. I know that we've, we've talked about it, Ethan, a couple of times when we've walked out of men's basketball games where we're like, well, yeah, passer has to, you know, get them ready to play, and that that stuff's not going to fly once we get to conference play. But yep, you can't do like you win the games you're supposed to win, and that was one that was a gimme. That was a bye game, like John Rothstein likes to say. Yep.
2: Yeah, they're gonna have a hard time t- trying to turn it around in ACC play, just because the ACC is always so strong. Although, obviously, I, well, I think their schedule this year is probably more forgiving as far as. Is that a concern? Because they only play Duke and Carolina once, and then I think they have Wake Forest twice. and Who else?
1: Uh, not this year. We had Wake twice last year. Oh. We
3: actually have Virginia Tech and Florida State twice this year, so that's not <laughs> going to be something. Uh, in addition to the Clemson twice, as always, and yeah, Clemson, Clemson not that great this year, and neither is Notre Dame. But then, of course, in the year that Clemson and Notre Dame aren't good, we land Florida State and Virginia Tech in seriously up years. Yeah.
2: yeah. Plus, Notre Dame is the only team that we've ever consistently performed against when they were good, for whatever reason. So
0: They just lost uh, Pfluger, Rex Radford. small boy Pfluger, so there's that. Wow. They
3: lost to Radford, too.
2: Ooh, that's not good. Let's see. Let's see if history repeats itself, because they're playing Kennesaw State, which is what ended Paul Hewitt's
3: career. So yeah, I think something else to remember about all these by games that the basketball team is playing is that even if they put together like an 8 and 10 or 9 and 9 conference record, the absolute lack of quality opponents in their non-conference schedule and just the overall strength of schedule is going to keep them out of the NCAA tournament. Even if they go 9 and 9 in the ACC, which should be an automatic NCAA bid, it won't be for this team just because of how poorly they scheduled non-conference.
0: Yep. I mean, this—you're talking about a Georgia Tech team that, out of what the last twenty-two years, only one season, uh, it's had a over five hundred conference record.
3: Yeah. Cool. So that's where you've got to schedule tough non-conference to give yourself a chance at seven and eleven or eight and ten in the ACC to have a chance to make the tournament.
1: And they—they're not doing that right now. I mean, if I mean, you're going, we, lose we wound tournament. up going what seven and eleven in Passner's first year and. Yep. I mean, we had great upsets, and just because our you lose to Ohio, you you play flimsy teams in non-con that that hurts you at the end of the season. Like, and we nearly yeah. missed
3: the NIT. Don't remember we? I don't. Many people don't remember we were a number six seed in the NIT
0: that year. Yep. And we almost ended up winning the whole thing. So, I mean, uh, just. Got to do better. Got to do better coming out of the gate. Got to play better defense. Got to hit shots you're supposed to. Got to win games that you're supposed to. Because ACC schedule, uh, it's gonna hurt. Yep. I,
1: I, 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 I hate myself for saying this, but I, I felt last year very similarly for our baseball and our basketball teams, and that's that's something that's kind of been in the back of my mind as we get closer to february like i i have all this hope and i think this is the year they're finally going to put it together again and perform in a way that we expect or we think we can expect from our players and then you know you lose to a radford you lose to a bradley on the diamond or you you lose to a grambling or right state or a gardner webb on the basketball court and that's that's not something that a power five school should be doing in any sense of the word. And that, it just, it's befuddling to go down 28 against Northwestern 30 points. Like that's not acceptable. Like there's, there's a line between losing bad games and like losing preposterous games. And we tow that line
0: aggressively some nights in McCamish pavilion. We took that line aggressively across all three revenue sports. Let's be clear.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to continue or probably get a little bit more exposed once they start playing against teams that have more athletic front courts than the one that we've been seeing, even in the teams that we've been losing to. So I don't. Yeah, it's not tonight. Gonna... Go ahead. No, that was, Go ahead. that was it.
3: Yeah, looking ahead to tonight, I think that's the first indicator of where this team really is against good competition, because this is an ACC-level opponent in their own gym in Arkansas. Thank Arkansas goodness
0: we got this team on the
3: schedule. Arkansas is not ranked, but their Ken Palm is hovering around 50. so they are They're a tournament
0: team. Opponent.
3: Yeah, they could very well be a tournament team. 8-9 seed oh. kind of deal. So
0: what I'm seeing, let's see... Uh, Tech is 5-4, not great. Arkansas is 7-2, much better. Uh, Arkansas is favored in this game by 8.5, over-under is 147.5. Yeah, Arkansas, if I remember
3: correctly, I'm looking it up, they don't have a lot of great wins, though. They they beat Indiana by one point point, lost to Texas in overtime and lost to Western Kentucky by one point, and those are their biggest games. So they've played a
1: lot of teams closely, and then they've taken care of who they were supposed to. I I hear a lot I already hear more decent names than I hear when I look at a tech schedule though. You know, like if if you're pulling yep. pulling those three names out of your hat like you look at us Tennessee, St. John's, Northwestern, Arkansas, Georgia, that's that's it of anybody remotely close to tournament talk. You know, that end of the year kind of conversation. Or even even like a Nebraska ball, you know, where like they're bad, but like you know who Nebraska is, even if they're bad. You know who Rutgers is, even if they suck. Like Yeah, and even the rest of the
3: teams on the schedule, they're at Colorado State. That's a tough road game. And then UT Arlington has been real good sometimes. So some of these mid majors they play are real good teams too.
0: They're all yeah. tournament teams. They're they're you all know, the same type of competition that you that you want to have played against. When you are getting close to the postseason, you
1: don't see Tech picking up any. Sorry, I had to kill a spider. Um, you don't see Tech picking up any Atlantic Ten, any Atlantic Sun, any Missouri Valley. You know, like these are quality. Like sleep on sleep on these Miacs whack teams all you want. They're not that great, but you can't you can't sleep on somebody like uh like scheduling a Loyola or a Valpo or a Bradley or you know or St. Louis you know like these are good schools Dayton that are going to make your your team better by playing them and going to make your schedule better and it's it's preposterous to play games ab- against schools that bring fans into the building and don't make your team improve cuz Georgia Tech is excellent at playing down to its opponents excellent
2: Yeah, it's gotten a little bit worse since Josh Pastner got here, too, because we – I mean, we didn't play very good schedules at all with Brian Gregory because we still complained about it, but it got worse.
0: And uh, I I can understand the perspective of, oh, we want to get our guys some confidence and some uh, easier wins before we hit conference play. But at the same time, one, you got to win these games, number one. And then number two – I don't know. Spare, spare me that. You, they like you, this is a is a young team. This is a slightly unexperienced team with the amount of, uh, well, I guess we're playing Devoe as a freshman. Banks hasn't played in a in a year or two, and there's a couple more freshmen on the bench. But like I I get all that. But they need you need some challenge. You need to. Jake is saying like Jake is saying we play down to our opponents. Maybe by challenging ourselves, we can play up to our opponents. That's where I want us to be in in the next couple of years. But right now, it's not looking like we're going that direction at all.
1: I mean, I'd throw out an example of us playing up by, you know, looking at that Florida State game uh, in a freshman year and being like, yo, look, like, that's an example of Georgia Tech playing up. And Notre Dame
0: in 17 and 16.
1: I don't think they were, though. Now that I think about it, like, like, I don't think that was Georgia Tech playing up to its opponent. I think that was Kogi put the team on his back, or Lammers put the team on his back, or whatever. And you, you don't even have a Todrick Jackson that'll drive to the lane and make that aggressive move to get to the basket. Like, Georgia Tech this year, like, we have a bunch of fairly reliable shooters, fairly reliable scorers but there's nobody who can you, just, you can just put the ball in his hands and tell him to attack or like mm-hmm. make something happen. We don't have a playmaker like that. And I think, like yeah, there's a lot the, that this team needs, but I, I think that's the biggest drop-off we see, especially without Josh O.
0: Yep. And I think one of the discussion points that we were talking about in our writers' room is, would this team be that much better if Kogi hadn't declared for the draft? And I honestly have to say yes. Um, this is a guy that what put up a plus thirty three plus or minus the other night uh, yep. in the NBA, and he sits. He rides pine most of the time for the Timberwolves. Like yes, he would make this team a lot better. You have you definitely have that single scoring threat. You you have a single attacking threat that everything revolves around with him.
1: He'd be our unquestionable star. like, like everybody would get bumped down one. You'd see a lineup of a Kogi followed by Alvarado and I, I guess Banks or AD Gay at the five and your three. It doesn't really matter who the other two are, but like, that's the point. The, the pressure goes from being on Alvarado or a DeVoe or whoever. And instead it's on the Sakogi character like that. Of course, that's an instant upgrade. The man was drafted top 20 in the NBA draft. He's he's a quality player, you know, and that and that kills us.
0: Any final thoughts on basketball since we're kind of at the consensus that we have a lot of work to do?
3: I think that sums it up pretty well.
0: All right. So uh, basketball plays tonight uh, versus Arkansas at 9 p.m. I guess this is Wednesday. Uh, And then they will be back at home in McCamish Pavilion on Saturday uh, versus the school out east. repping some new uniforms, uh, which are nice, um, kind of softens the blow, just, just a little bit of not having a great season so far. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting time uh, in the Cambridge Pavilion for the next couple of months just to see where this team goes. Uh, but now let's switch gears uh, to the Quick Lane Bowl at Ford Field in Detroit. Jake, I know you have some opinions on our bowl selection, actually, Jake and Kate, I know you have some opinions on our selection for this bowl. please do share oh boy i
1: would I would like to take credit as the idiot who was the most behind Georgia Tech going to the Belk Bowl because I was um but uh it's it's disappointing it's i I, it's really easy to jump into conspiracy theories about how the ACC wants to give but to, to shaft Georgia Tech. The ACC wants to stick it to Paul one last time before one of the greatest coaches we've ever
0: seen. Hey, hey, I know I put that in, in our notes, but you don't, you don't have to say it out loud, okay? Some things but, are meant to be private.
1: You know, we were the fourth best team in the ACC. We beat UVA. We beat Miami. There there comes a time when, when you go, huh, wow, it's amazing that all these teams get buys the week before they play Georgia Tech. Huh, it's amazing they're getting sent to Detroit. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to this game. I'm ecstatic to be there. It made it so much easier for me and the people I'm going to the game with to get there because we're in Chicago. And so my bias, at the end of the day, like, that works out great. And I respect... Even more, that the vast majority of our fans got extremely done a disservice by the Atlantic Coast Conference, and I think that is absurd.
2: I mean, they got done a disservice by Georgia Tech, too, because Georgia Tech didn't do its own job. Um, The ACC doesn't assign the bowls; It's Georgia Tech's job to market itself. And if it couldn't market itself in a way that made it look more attractive than Virginia or... You know, any of the other teams that we finished above in the standings and beat during the regular season, that's their fault too. Uh, but they clearly had different priorities at that time, which is why his last game is going to be played in a place where no one can see it. Um, hey. So they didn't do their job. The ACC, I don't know. its I think it's more of a Georgia Tech problem and a bowl selection problem. But, I mean – it was just a perfect blend of all these forces coming together to make it so that we didn't get to celebrate the last game of Paul Johnson's tenure in a way that he had probably hoped and that everybody else had probably hoped because now it's going to be in Detroit on the day after Christmas. And, you know, no see.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, you, it just sucks. This is what the second or third worst bowl slot. And I, and, no disrespect to the quick lane bowl itself, but I mean this is for the fourth best team in in the conference to get the second or third worst bowl slot that's that's abysmal that's it is a little bit of a disservice and obviously we have two avenues to go to place blame, and you can mix the two whatever but it, it's just it's not a it's not a good look obviously there goes a lot of stuff goes into that bowl selection like previous attendance at bowls performance um other narratives other factors prefer like regional preferences for bowls yada 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 but i don't know i think we we could have done a lot better than this and i mean obviously we have the opportunity to go to a, to go and uh, get win number 8 so The team will be focused on that but man for the fans i think and for the fans and i think for paul too it it just kind of sucks
3: yeah that's right i think i have a little bit of a harsher stance on this even than maybe even some of you all do we finished seven and five uva finished seven and five miami finished seven and five we beat both uva and and Miami and both UVA and Miami ended up in tier 1 bowls and Georgia Tech went to a tier 2 bowl and even even more than that you've got to remember I don't think Georgia Tech fans as a whole do a very good job of marketing their team and maybe even this is a problem in the athletic department too we play Clemson and Georgia every year and we played USF who is one of the best group of 5 teams this year UVA played Louisville, Indiana and Liberty. And And lost to Indiana. Yeah, they lost to Indiana. Played Indiana non-conference, played Liberty non-conference. Those were their three games equivalent to our Clemson, Georgia, and USF. And you look at um, Miami. Miami played LSU. Credit to them, that's a tough game. LSU is a very good team. Not as good as Georgia, but a good team. And then they played a Florida State team that did not make a bowl. And then their other three non-conference opponents were Savannah State, Toledo, and FIU. So I think... What Georgia Tech, what the ACC has to recognize and what Georgia Tech fans have to recognize is that seven and five at Georgia Tech is not the same at seven and five as some of these other schools. And the the way that the ACC does bowl selection is a disservice to Georgia Tech. And that's something that our athletic department has to take up with the ACC.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like replacing that, that guaranteed win out of conference with a power five every year. SEC opponent. I don't care how good they are year to year. That's way different than a rotating FIU, FAU. Whatever whatever the hell Miami throws in there. Bethune Cookman was in there last year. You know, like it it's ridiculous.
3: 100 percent I think this is something that Georgia Tech fans need to be more vocal about and clearly the athletic department also needs to be more vocal about is that we year in and year out play one of the top 10 toughest schedules in the country and compared to the other schools in the coastal we easily play the toughest getting the shaft from the ACC and having to play Clemson every year plus Georgia who is a perennial national championship contender I'm pretty sure ridiculous
0: I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this season we were rated either the Toughest or one of the top 10 toughest schedules in the nation, and we still came out with a winning record, so yeah. there's something to be said for that. Yeah, it's,
3: it's, not, it's not fair to compare us to other 7-5 teams in the ACC Coastal just because of the different schedules we play. We are, we're clearly a better team than both Virginia and Miami. I don't care. What the ACC tells them, or what our athletic department tells those bowl games. It's ridiculous that the Belk Bowl did not pick us or the Pinstripe Bowl. Growing up in North Carolina, I went to several Belk Bowls. I will not be attending the shoes game. I will not be watching it on TV. I think it's ridiculous that they Woo. did not pick us.
0: Yeah,
1: but uh, they led us on. Led us on. All oh, yeah. Fans, Georgia Tech fans clamoring, not just for their team to get to the, but the obvious. This matchup there they would have had close teams geographic rivalries historic rivalries I, I, look that's that's the thing that shell shocks me the most like pinstripe bowl kind of whatever sun bowl kind of whatever but belk who marketed so aggressively to these two fan bases to turn around and tell them both sorry we're going we're going with these other two teams that's that's absurd. That, what what was even the point other than to drum up interest for their dumb bowl like that's
0: oh the best part is them getting defensive about it on twitter that's oh, yeah. my favorite yeah, part so
1: they're calling out <laughs> our former players on twitter today they call they call out i can't remember for the life of me who it was but he did Trey, Trey Braun. Traybron Braun. okay yeah ridiculous absolutely absurd
0: in the his defense, thing. he did he did kind of invoke that, but I mean, he didn't they literally it he they they searched, they
1: searched their out. name, <laughs> yeah. on Twitter.
2: Like the Belk Bowl searched Belk Bowl to find that tweet because they did not he did not tag the Belk Bowl in that tweet. So, like, what are you doing? That's the part that's annoying. Is that they made they they led everybody on to believe that all of the attention that they were getting was in some way meaningful in the selection process, and then ignored all of it so it's like well now you've just proven that you were clearly just trying to do this for extra attention instead of trying to actually crowdsource any kind of ideas for what would make your bowl successful or interesting
0: and i think that they did an ama on reddit right after bowl selections came out and they got roasted like it's not just uh, like obviously we as georgia tech fans are kind of pissed about getting let on but there are a lot of people online that were mad well, if well, you look I mean, at the silly vote they did before,
1: it was it was about thirteen hundred votes for tech and like eleven 1, hundred votes for Auburn. And the next closest teams barely broke a hundred, if that. Like it was overwhelming the response they got on every front.
2: I mean, they played themselves because the game they got is terrible. So I mean no one's gonna want to watch Virginia and South Carolina. Virginia's going to get spanked on TV yeah. by South Carolina because Virginia's not good. So, um, Growing
3: up here, I have an uh, inkling that the selection committee for the Bilk Bowl is a bunch of South Carolina fans who didn't want their team to have to play the triple option.
0: Hot take. Wow.
3: <laughs> Infiltrating. Oh, I,
0: love, I love research triangle conspiracies and North Carolina conspiracies. They're so fun.
3: That's the only justification I can come up with
1: for it. I will rest on this one laurel, and that's that the guys at the Gator Bowl really like us. I met some of them last year when they were scouting Virginia Tech and uh Georgia Tech. I think that if they if they would have gotten an opportunity to pick us, then maybe we would have up there. Because everything that I don't know, it's a lot harder to come across as a front to somebody you have to meet in person. But At the same time, they have to take that NC State team that's 9-3 and to a Tier 1 bowl. That's not really something we can control. Belk Bowl, I can stay mad at them all I want, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much of it's within the individual bowl's control versus all of this stuff. But either way, we deserve a little bit better than
0: Detroit. Yep. But at this point, we got to play the game we have, I guess. So, let's take a look at our opponent. It's uh, the University of Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, um, who'll, who are actually getting overcharged for this game, if I remember right. They're getting, each of their students is getting charged like 89 bucks for a ticket. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, text favor by 5.5 the last time I checked. The over-under is set at 57.5. Uh, so, what are y'all, I guess... We're not super excited to be in Detroit, but what are y'all looking uh, for in this game?
2: I mean, it's it's just weird. It's a weird game because, like, it doesn't mean a whole lot for the future because the majority of the guys are going to be playing, especially on offense, probably aren't going to be playing all that much in the future. Um, it's a different coach coming in. It's a weird. Uh, it's just a weird situation. The only thing that I'm gonna be looking for is seeing what kind of weird stuff Paul Johnson does in his last game, because I think he's either gonna not throw it once or throw it like every single time just for fun. <laughs> and I also, oh, I want to see if he does any plays out of out of the shotgun, just to make us. Oh, it could
0: get weird. It
3: could get. Or he weird. dials up some trick plays, even just out of the flex bone.
1: like the uh the the play against Georgia where they lobbed it over to the sideline and then. Chucked it down the field. I can't remember what that was. Uh, but uh, the pass to James Graham. Yeah,
0: here's, yeah, yeah.
2: Here's what I want: Wildcat formation, direct snap to Brandon Adams for the touchdown.
0: <laughs> yes. <That's gonna> go. <laughs> oh, I want I want Brandon Adams to be straight up refrigerator Perry.
2: Oh, someone did. Yes, exactly. Forgot about that. Yes.
0: Although that was power eye and not and not um shotgun or wildcat, but still. That would be hilarious.
2: Line him up at tight end. I don't care. I'll put him somewhere, though.
0: All of the big
1: Paul Johnson plus tight ends. Let's do it.
0: Sounds like Brian Bohannon.
1: Uh, That's a name. Weren't they supposed to announce the uh, coordinators today?
0: Uh, They probably will announce them tomorrow. They probably want to give – or next week, just to give the kids for signing day – uh they're due because the early signing period is until friday that's true though yeah so over picking this game anyone
2: i have no idea i don't know anything about uh, minnesota and i haven't looked at them at all because i've been focused on coaching stuff so the boat like this is how this is going to work Either Georgia Tech is going to come out and just have a lot of fun in the last game and blow them out, or Georgia Tech's not going to care at all and get blown out.
3: There's no close game.
0: That's fair. Everyone kind of feeling the same way? or
3: Yeah, I don't think it's going to go well. I think all the noise around the program will have an effect. And I think the Minnesota fans, while they're not happy to be in Detroit, will make the short trip over there and make themselves heard inside Ford Field, and Minnesota will win the game.
1: I mean, the other thing, does Paul Paul Johnson Johnson his last game? I
0: think he does care.
2: I don't know. I mean, I think he would care if it was not the quick lane bowl in Detroit, but he's like, well, you know, he might as well be playing a game in his backyard. No one's going to watch it. No one's going to remember what happened in this game. I think he'll just have fun. I think that. I don't know. I don't think you'll we'll see
0: that, uh, that diamond formation that he used for Badly. Hey, it, I, worked. I mean, it worked. It worked.
2: It wouldn't work with Taquan, but it worked with, with uh, Badly
0: twice. We'll just put James Graham in. except he's academically <laughs> ineligible for this game.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, big oof.
0: Womp
2: Put in Lucas right. on the scooter.
1: Sure.
0: My word, is that legal?
2: I don't know, actually. I hope he's better, better though. Probably probably the best quarterback we have.
0: I mean, he's probably – I mean, if we're looking at next season, and we'll talk about that for just a second and a bit, but we're looking at next season, he's probably your QB1. I know know Tobias got a couple of starts, but –
2: No, Tobias is – I don't think Tobias will play probably at all with Jeff Collins
3: at quarterback. I'm calling Jordan Yates right now. You heard it here. Hey, hey nice I am time. totally
0: okay with the Jordan Yates Ye- Ye- hype trade.
2: I'm calling uh, Justin Fields and also Jalen Hurts at the same time right here.
0: <laughs> we had one quarterback. Why not two?
2: That's, that's innovation, the new dual quarterback system. It's not that you play two quarterbacks in a game. You just play two at the
0: same time. But who's the passing threat? Who's the running threat? Nobody knows.
1: Jordan Yates going to lead us to the promised land.
0: He's a very good player. Having, I watched that state championship game. He's a very, very good player. Milton's offensive line did not help him out at all, and he was still able to make some plays. And that entire, that entire state championship game was won because of him.
2: He throws left-handed,
0: right? I have no idea.
2: I think he does. Literally unwatchable. <laughs>
0: Uh, he, he'll be fun. I think he'll sit for a year, but it'll be it'll be a fun like twenty twenty with him at the helm.
2: Yeah, it'll be fun. He has a higher ceiling as a as a um conventional offense quarterback than somebody like uh you know everybody else we currently have.
0: Womp womp. All right, time for some picks. Picks, picks, Can we picks. We're gonna
1: picks, picks. talk Collins next episode then.
0: Yeah, we will talk. Uh, coaching, and we will also do some mailbag questions next episode, but we're starting to run a little afoul of time, uh, so let's move right into picks then. All right. All right, Jake, you want to start?
1: Oh, with my big balls call of bowl season?
0: Uh, we really need to come up with a new name for this now. Nah, RIP
1: big ball. Well, not even RIP, just respect. Respect big balls, Paul. I th- I think this is this is something that needs to stay. But uh, enough. anyways, my pick uh, is in the uh, illustrious Elk Grove Village Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. And before you laugh, yes, it is a real place. Yes, I was there like two days ago. Great place. Learned how to swim there, all that stuff. Chicago's the best. Don't at me. Anyways, Leave that uh, FIU is playing Toledo. Um Neither of those teams excites me. This bowl, honestly, doesn't really excite me. I think it's just weird that my parents' town has a bowl named after it. Anyways, uh, Toledo's favored by four and a half. Um, I mean, it's the Mac. I don't think FIU's honestly that good or has ever, honestly, been that good. So we're going to go with Toledo. I'll take the points. Um, Yeah. Go
0: Rockets. Stuff Toledo has definitely been one of the upper tier MAC teams recently, though. They last won. A fun game. They won ten games last season. Last year, yeah, yeah, mm. they're a good team. Yeah. Bahamas is fun trip.
1: Yeah, they they get a nice suntan, better than actually going to Elk Grove Village. It's not that exciting. Yep, Cade, what you got?
2: Let's see. Um, I think I'm gonna audible.
0: Ooh, spicy!
2: Yeah, I'm I'm audibleing to West Virginia and Missouri. Or sorry, Missouri and Oklahoma State in the Liberty Bowl. Um, because I originally had the Belk Bowl, and we complained enough about the Belk Bowl, so
3: yeah.
2: (laughs) But uh, forgot what two teams are playing already. Mizzou
0: and Oklahoma State.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, fun offenses. We got a. The land of the mullet, Missouri, versus the only coach with a mullet, Mike Gundy. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun, (laughs) in my opinion.
0: Drew Locke's going to help his uh, help out his NFL draft stock. Yeah,
2: I didn't realize that Missouri was, or that Oklahoma State was only six and six this year. That's kind of sad. Yeah, they They started
0: hot out the gate. They were looking really good, and then they decided not to play defense like everyone else in the Big 12. Whoops.
2: Whoops. Also, shout-out Marcus Watson, future cowboy. Great player.
0: Boo. (laughs) Get out of here. Drop some bags, Cade. Drop some bags. All right. Ethan? All right. We're heading out
3: to the Fiesta Bowl, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl for all those video game lovers who watch football. Yeah, Toasty does make a lot more sense. But at any
0: rate... I hate that it's called the PlayStation Festival. It
3: God, makes it. sense. I don't know why PlayStation thinks that was a good investment, but...
0: I don't know why Tostitos pulled away from it. Yeah, it probably wasn't a gonna good piss investment. Me off. It's going to piss me off for a while. Anyway. Anyway, we have the LSU
3: Tigers against the... Uh, fake news national champions UCF from down in Orlando because Auburn failed us last year and failed the entire college football world last year by not showing up for the Peach Bowl in Atlanta and getting beat so we had to listen to UCF fans all offseason and LSU better not fail us this time I will be very, very disappointed. Fortunately, mm-hmm. LSU is real good on defense, and UCF will be without their starting quarterback, so I'll take LSU in all 7.5 points and more. I'll take LSU by two touchdowns.
0: You know, if, L- if UCF wins this game, they're going to claim another, right? Oh, I know damn well they will. They get so much mileage out of this. It's, it's one of the best marketing stunts in history, I will. in sports history.
2: Have y'all seen this whole saga where they refuse to play Florida because Florida won't win? Their <laughs> yes. yes. The, Florida,
0: offered them a, Florida offered them, what, a two-for-one? And the one yeah. was at Camping World Stadium instead of, <laughs> or instead of uh, at Bright House or whatever the hell their stadium is called now?
2: Here's how this goes. UCF's uh, uh, athletic director says, well, we, we don't get any respect. And then everyone else says, well, it's because you don't play anyone good. And then Scott Strickland, who's Florida's AD, says, oh, we'll play three games against you. And they say, well, we don't want to play you. We deserve, we're equal. Like, okay, good try. This is why y'all are clowns and why your fake national championship is a season where you ducked both Georgia Tech and apparently every quality team that tries to schedule you because you think that just because you produce trash Blake Bortles and trash like Storm Johnson, who is out of the NFL in like 15 minutes, you think that your program is like worth anything at all that you can just start turning down offers left and right to play the only quality teams that are going to make your very, very bad program be very, very good in the eyes of people nationally. Y'all are stupid. Um, I don't even like Scott Strickland cause he was UGA's athletic director, but he's right. Y'all are wrong. Your program's sad, you make bad decisions, and you deserve what's coming, which is you never going to the playoffs ever because you won't play
0: anyone good. But eighteen playoff, Cade. Eighteen playoff. They don't even deserve no. to be
1: an eighteen no. playoff. No eighteen playoffs. Not at all.
2: They don't deserve it. They don't play anybody.
1: It makes the regular season worthless to make it an eighteen playoff.
0: Oh man, we need to save this debate for the next episode because yeah. I wanna hear I wanna hear this one. Uh, to round, I'm out, to round out,
1: I'm a Big Ten fan, and I say no 18 playoff. Anyway, well, your team conference
0: team commissioner team. Says, says otherwise, so we'll see. We'll see. Checkmate. Womp All right, so to round things out, I picked the Camping World Bowl uh, between number 16 West Virginia and number 20 Syracuse. I have no idea why the line here is just. West Virginia by one and a half. That no, seems way too close.
3: No Will Greer.
0: Oh, no Will Greer? That explains yeah, a cool. lot now. Hmm. No I might t- have t- to. T- I might have to call an audible on this one and go away from what I had written down. No, nah, I'll stick with it. West Virginia, they're, they kind of play defense sometimes. and I mean, Cuse is not, actually, all that good. They're good, but I don't know if Dino Babers can beat Dana Holgerson. So, what Why are know. you
2: still on the Syracuse is not good train? We had this debate. <laughs> when you were, earlier, like week two of the season, when you were saying Boston College is really good.
0: No, I no, said, no, no, no. I said Boston, Boston College is secretly good, and then they and turned out not. to be not so good, and yeah. then I just kept up the ruse to keep pissing you off.
2: Because you said something defamatory against Syracuse, and I said, no, Syracuse is actually good. And now one of them is number 20 in the country, and the other one has Steve Adazio as their head coach and Patricia in my emails. So, <laughs>
3: and a bit to the 1st responder bowl. Don't leave that out. Oh, 1st I'm still a higher-rated
2: bowl than we're going to. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oof. No, no, it's below
2: <laughs> us. It is below us. No, we're in the second responder bowl, dude. We're in the, your house burned down with you <laughs> inside. There was no first responders.
0: Oh. I mean, it is Detroit. Dude, anyway. Detroit, you know. Anyway, WVU, by one and a half. Give me that. Uh, if it's Q, so be it. This is going to be a fun game, I think. Noble Greer will make it a lot more fun than I originally thought it was going to be. So, yeah. KP World Bowl, KP World Stadium, it's lit. Anything else? Nope. Not
3: here.
2: I forgot to pick something in my game, Uh, so I'm going to take Missouri by however much they're favored by.
0: Oh, good research. I'm I'm very glad that you knew how much they were favored by.
2: I had to change my pick because we talked too much about the Belk Bowl. You want to talk more about the Belk Bowl?
0: I really would rather not.
1: I'm never going to shop at a Belk
0: ever again. There aren't even Belks in Atlanta. The I've Belk- never
1: been to a Belk, but that doesn't mean I can not say I'm never going to shop there again.
0: Okay, that's fair.
3: There's a Belk five minutes from my house, and all I'm going to say is that the Macy's next door will be getting all of my business from this point forward. Burn it.
0: Burn you it to the ground. No, 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 no. I know that's the Chicago way, but we do things differently here in the Southeast. Do we, we
1: really don't set things on fire, we shoot them. Get it right. Oh man. Somebody said something on fire up there a while
3: back.
2: Yeah, that's what I was uh. <laughs> that's what I was doing. <laughs> we may want to go back to Atlanta history class if we're thinking that we don't burn things in
0: Atlanta.
1: Oh Sherman. I love Sherman. What a great that guy. That took you way
0: too long to come up with that joke. <laughs>
1: eh, I wasn't really thing. paying attention. I kind of now, I was talking to Jake. Jake
0: Jake needs to figure out his humor better. Anyway, we will be doing another episode later this week to make up for last week, uh, talk about recruiting, talk about coaching, do some mailbag questions, and maybe delve into the 18 playoff debate. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's about it from us. Uh, only other thing I got is uh, 2018 MLS champs, Lenny United. Congratulations.
1: i I, I have something for you i will post up at big 10 conference hq since it's 15 minutes from my house and loudly discuss why we shouldn't have an 18 playoff for that i'm holding you to that
0: i'm actually holding you to that
1: i need to find a car but uh you need to
0: find a you need to make some picketing signs too
1: (laughs) okay all right so uh
0: so everyone listening out there so uh Picket and uh, rally at Big Ten Conference headquarters in Chicago. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's get it trending. Um, hashtag no 18 playoff, apparently.
1: Yo, uh, Ethan, if you uh, picket the ACC about this bowl game nonsense, we can really just coordinate our coordinate our yeah, picketing. Yeah, I was thinking
0: about doing that. I can nearly see the offices outside my window. So. Ooh. Wait, Kate, how far are you from uh, SEC conference headquarters in what is it, to Birmingham now?
2: I'll be driving through there either tomorrow or the day after, so
0: Ooh. we a We could make this happen. <laughs>
1: Three nope. idiots protest conference <laughs>
0: headquarters of three Power Five conferences. I
1: am very pro eight team playoff, so I cannot agree
3: with
0: that stance. But Ooh, all right, next episode, oh, yeah. next episode right. debate is going to be spicy. Uh, but for now, that's all we got. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next time on the flats. Peace out.